Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Disinformation or fake news is now clearly a threat to all of us. We know that. Yeah, but how do we fight back? And how do we support the work of the good guys, you know, the journalists who do check their facts, who do correct their mistakes, and who really try to uphold those standards, regardless of the opinion that might underlie their piece? Helping consumers spot fake news. You know, in a country where 10 or 15 percent of the country still thinks Barack Obama was born in Kenya and another 10 or 15 percent, you know, still think 9-11 was an inside job by the Bush administration, you know, we're not going to get everybody to believe us. And we understand that. But, you know, we're trying to do this in a practical, tangible, incremental way by getting this stuff up there now. Our show is about fixes. Yeah, how to make the world a better place. How, how do, do we, we fix, fix it? it? How do we fix it? So you're scrolling through Facebook or Twitter, or you're searching something online, and you find something that looks plausible. How do you know if the story comes from a legitimate source? Right. I think it's a question many people are asking themselves, especially now. Distrust of the news media has never been higher. Only one in five Americans has a positive opinion of national news organizations. Journalists like us have been called all kinds of nasty things from enemies of the people to dangerous and sick. Both of those quotes, by the way, come from President Trump. So how do we fix it? How do we fight back against fake news? How do we also encourage journalists to be upfront about their facts and their positions. One way is to rate and review news and information. And there's a new tool called NewsGuard, launched by journalist Stephen Brill and former Wall Street Journal publisher Gordon Krovitz. We're at their offices right now with Steve Brill. Welcome to How Do We Fix It? Thanks. So, Stephen Brill, let's first look at why this matters. Why is there a need for NewsGuard? In one simple sentence, because people have no idea who's feeding them the news anymore. It used to be you could walk into a library if you were a kid doing a term paper and the librarian would say, well, what's your topic? And you'd say the minimum wage. And the librarian would say, well, we have this magazine called The Nation, which looks at things from a liberal point of view. And also you might want to read this. It's a magazine called The National Review. And they look at things from a conservative point of view, but you had a sense of brands. Who's bringing you the news? So right now, what you is have the no situation? sense because the way most people get their news is through social media platforms or search engines, 
and the only thing you see is the headline. So the National Review and The Nation look exactly the same. They're both highly reputable publications. They're done by serious journalists, but they look at these things from a certain perspective. And that's what NewsGuard does in, let's call it, news literacy. And then there's the problem of disinformation or propaganda. Right now, if you were a high school kid and your teacher said, do a term paper on fracking. If you go to Google and you just type in, what is fracking? The first thing that pops up is a website called, guess what? Whatisfracking.com. Sounds good. And you look at it and it looks like a sober discussion of the pros and cons of fracking, except that it's mostly pros. The only con seems to be that there isn't enough fracking. If you look all the way down at the bottom of the web page, there's a little copyright bug that says copyright API.org. What's API.org? What high school kid knows what API.org is? API.org is the American Petroleum Institute, the trade association for fracking. And now when you go back and look at that site, you see it's filled with all kinds of either exaggerated information or disinformation. And there are a lot more cons, whatever you think of fracking. You know, there are a lot more criticisms of fracking than you're going to see on that website. If you go down one or two searches later, you might see a story in the Washington Post or The Economist about fracking. Now, shouldn't you want to know and shouldn't you want our kids to know, shouldn't you want everybody to know, Who's feeding them that news about fracking? How does NewsGuard work? If you go to our website, NewsGuardTechnologies.com, you can click on and download our plugin to your Chrome browser, your Edge browser, or your Firefox browser. Once you've done that, whenever you do a Google search, a Bing search, get a Facebook feed or a Twitter feed, our Icons, our little red and green icons, will pop up on any of the thousands of sites we've already rated. So so the icons are red for not trustworthy and green for, for trustworthy. trustworthy. Can you explain those terms? Sure. When you mouse over the red, something will appear that says, proceed with caution. This site does not adhere to basic standards of trustworthiness and accountability. When you mouse over the green, it'll say, this site adheres to these basic standards. And in both cases, there'll be something you can click to read more where you get our three to 500-word uh, nutrition label, which explains exactly why we've just said what we've said, using nine standard criteria that every journalist on the planet agrees are the basics of adhering to professional standards. What are some of those nine criteria? Do you have a corrections policy? Are your headlines deceptive? Do you reveal your financing? More important than that, do you repeatedly publish false news? Do you handle the difference between news and opinion responsibly? There's a whole set of these criteria. They're weighted, and everything is clearly spelled out. The people who wrote the label are listed. The people who edited the label are listed. It strikes me that the, the real challenge then is for you to keep that balance as you go forward. It really helps that we have these nine boxes we're either checking or we're putting red X marks in. Um, I'll give you an example. Just before you got here, I was uh, doing the final edit on a site that's getting a red. It's an awful site. It's just the worst garbage in the world. But um, when it came to the paragraph about whether they have a corrections policy and make corrections, the draft I read said, 
NewsGuard was not able to verify that they make corrections. One sentence. And I looked over on the side, and it got a red X. And I wrote in the margin, what is this? You know, guilty till proven innocent? Either go figure out, or obviously we've tried to call them to ask, and they haven't taken our calls, but go find corrections and therefore change it, or spend a lot of time on the site and declare you can't find any corrections, but don't say we're unable to verify. Now, this is a site where, I mean, it is, you know, you deserve the Nobel Prize for trying to be fair to this site, but that's what we do. You know, what we're doing is not perfect. It doesn't solve all the problems of the world. It certainly doesn't solve the problem of a green news site that publishes a false story. And every news site, whether it's the New York Times or the Boston Globe or, or, or CNN or you name it, you know, they make mistakes. And we're not doing that. What we're doing is talking about the general reliability. Is there a difference between the Denver Post, a real newspaper, and the Denver Guardian, a phony website that posed as a real newspaper in Denver in order to report stuff about Hillary Clinton um, a few days before Election Day? Midterm elections are coming up. Do you think you can make a difference? Or is this more something that you hope will? We, we think we will. It'll be you know incremental. But uh, just to give you an example, we've posted four, counting for maybe five now, red sites that are sites that have been put up by political candidates but don't reveal it. And this is red as in red versus green red, rather uh, than yeah, red versus Total phony blue. website. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, just complete phony. Uh, my favorite is a site that Senator Menendez of New Jersey that his campaign has put up. Um, it's The title is something like NewJerseyHealthCareNews.com or something. And it looks and feels like a news site. It you know, has like weather reports and sports scores. But in the middle, the headline always is something horrible that his opponent, uh, Bob Hoogan, has done. And it's just so cynical. And if you scroll like for a half hour, you get to the bottom of the page – it says that it's paid for uh, by the Menendez campaign. There's another site that the Democrats have done like that for Claire McCaskill in Missouri. And then, of course, this is a bipartisan effort. There's a site uh, that Devin Nunes has done that is called CaliforniaRepublicNews.com or something. I mean, just total fraud. And so we're highlighting those. And... If you get a feed from one of those sites, you're going to see that it's a phony website that has been organized and paid for by these political campaigns. And this is a relatively new thing. I mean, when we think of the history of journalism. Yeah, it's amazing. It, it took money, you know, and printing presses and TV yeah. cameras this to do. This takes nothing. I mean, and, but now we're seeing these um, not only kind of disinformation sites, but also things that can pop up really Quickly. And it's not, you know, the, you know, some master campaign by the Russian government. Probably some consultant, you know, on Tuesday said, let's launch a website. And on Wednesday, they launched it a few days before Election Day. How do you deal with uh, suggestions that you might be biased? Because the great majority of, of journalists who write and broadcast for mainstream media are probably no fans of Donald Trump. Many have also come from elite liberal arts Mm -hmm. backgrounds. And so you could level the charge, oh, well, you guys are more likely to be lean left than lean right. Well, you'd have to look at the backgrounds of the people, which you can do because they're all there, and you'll see that they don't come exclusively or even nearly exclusively from liberal left backgrounds. And 
we check ourselves and, and the best test maybe that we're so far passing that test is that we have two complaints so far. One from the Daily Cause, which is a liberal site, and one from something called the Palmer Report, which is also a liberal site. And then the other complaint is from WayneDupree.com, which is operated by a conservative. Um, and the mix of, of uh, criticism, to the extent we've gotten any, has been from both sides, but no real contentions that we've gotten anything factually wrong. And in every case, I think we've been able to, uh, you know, to point to the specific criteria. You know, there isn't a conservative or a liberal way to make a correction. But I saw a, a mild critique from uh, Neiman Lab about, yeah, about, the, yeah. about Fox News, basically saying, how could this really be objective if they let Fox News be on there? I kind of saw that as a sign of you doing your job. I mean, you know. Yeah, and- I, mean, I, I mean, I thought it was kind of funny. And then there were these other uh, couple of tweets from some knee-jerk uh, you know, journalism professors who, in my mind, since I am a, I'm a journalist, you know, typically fall into the category of those who can't do teach. Um, who uh, who said, well, the, you know, I've said that they rated Fox News, therefore these people are useless. I mean, that's a really thoughtful uh, critique you know, from a professor. But, but talk about Fox News, because some of the stuff on primetime television Fox News is pretty incendiary, pretty out there. Correct. But the website... People would say the same thing about MSNBC, by the way. True. That's, just that's, you and that's I, a, you know, we might agree with it, but... That's a fair point. You know, but the website that Fox News does is, is tends to be more down the middle. Exactly right. And again, what's our goal? Our goal is when, whether it's a high school student or, or someone who's about to vote, gets a headline shared with them on a Facebook feed or does a Google search or sees a tweet, they're taken to a website. And what is the reliability of the people who are responsible for that website? Who are they? What are their standards and practices? What's their history? Who's financing them? And that's what we try to do. It gets a little murky um, with some of the, uh, the television news websites because you're tempted to remember too much about what you see in prime time and not what that person is seeing on the website. This is How Do We Fix It? I'm Richard Davies. And I'm Jim Meggs. And we're speaking with Stephen Brill of NewsGuard about the need for fact-checking, and for fighting back against disinformation and fake news. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. It's said that many people 
go on websites, chat about stuff that's in the news, and they're kind of lazy. How do you hope to attract people who may not be all that interested or knowledgeable about where their news comes from? Well, two ways. First of all, when the platforms, and we're deep in discussions with all of them, we, you know, we already made an announcement about Microsoft, but there'll be more to come. When they post our red and greens from their end so that they're ubiquitous, they're fairly noticeable. And then we're, we're doing an extensive campaign with libraries from across the country who are handing out our literature, installing the plugins on their devices in their libraries. We're working with news literacy groups. We have a whole a program working uh, with educators to embed this in schools. And, you know, it's not going to be overnight, and we're not going to convince everybody. You know, in a country where 10 or 15% of the country still thinks Barack Obama was born in Kenya, and another 10 or 15%, you know, still think 9-11 was an inside job by the Bush administration, you know, we're not going to get everybody to believe us. And we understand that. But, you know, we're trying to do this in a practical, tangible, incremental way by getting this stuff up there now. And as we get feedback, we'll be improving it. We'll also be be moving into Spanish language sites in the United States, and then we'll start to go to other countries. So I've got the extension on my Chrome browser, and it works really smoothly as advertised. But clearly the big battle is the the big social platforms, Twitter, Facebook. In particular, that's how most people are getting their news today. And you say you're in talks with them. How's that going to work? Are you asking them? It's not, it's not much of a battle anymore. Um, when we started talking to the platforms, first they said, well, how are you ever going to achieve scale? And then they said, well, it doesn't sound very, um, very efficient. And we said, yeah, we're using human beings. And they sort of didn't like that because the tech companies like to think of things in binary terms. And they kept asking us, you know, well, you know, can you draw the decision path for how you're going to do this? I said, no, there's a decision path. You have intelligent people who can look at and understand the difference between a phony website and a real one. And that's what we're going to do. And they didn't quite get that. As soon as we existed, which was about a month ago, the hypothetical discussions we were having with all these players have become intense discussions. And it is highly likely that we will get more than just Microsoft in the next few months and ultimately all of them. Because look at the look at the choice they have today. Look at the choice that Twitter and Facebook have. They decide that InfoWars is a bad site. So what do they do? Facebook um, eliminates its page and Twitter bounces them off of Twitter because they're bad. Now, I think that's a distinctly un-American way to do something where a company that has become the community, says, you're bad, and we want to make sure nobody can see you. Now, that the only thing worse than that would be the government saying, we're bad, and we want to make sure uh, that nobody can read your stuff. That's total anathema to this country. But the other one ain't so great either. What we're saying is, and the reason libraries are partnering with this is because this is, this is what libraries have been doing since libraries were invented. We're saying everybody should have the ability to read and see everything, but we're arming them with the knowledge they need to evaluate what they're reading. 
and we're not making these judgments. And just for those who don't know, InfoWars is the Alex Jones website right. that spends all kinds of conspiracy crazy theories conspiracy. about Sandy Hook and all this stuff. Well, I can point you to a half a dozen sites that NewsGuard has rated red that make InfoWars look like the Encyclopedia Britannica. I wow. Used, I used to, I, I, when I was at Popper Mechanics, we did a long project of debunking 9-11 conspiracy yeah. theories. So believe me, I've been, not only have I been I mean, there, no, my there, name has been all is, over those there, there is stuff that you wouldn't believe that is very happily on Twitter and very happily in Facebook feeds, and they just haven't gotten the publicity and the pressure in Washington. That is not a way to make decisions in this country or any other country about content. Where do you hope NewsGuard will be five years from now? Uh, as a trusted brand doing what we're doing in a lot of places around the world. Stephen Brill of NewsGuard, thanks very much for joining us. You're welcome. Richard, I don't know if our non-journalist uh, listeners know what a legend Steve Brill is in the journalism industry. You know, that's a really good point. Yeah. Because yeah, he, he founded Court TV. That was a, a, a cable TV channel that a lot of people thought, how could that work? And it was a hit. And before that, he started what's probably the most rigorously reported trade magazine ever, American Lawyer, which was famous among journalism circles for how rigorous they were about transparency. For example, if a reporter made a mistake in a story on the front page of the paper, the correction ran the same size and place on the front page of the paper. So this now, this site that he's now involved with, NewsGuard, it's not simply about bias, is it? Well, see, this is where they're going to, I think, have to fight constant battles and constant pushback. So many people are out there thinking, well, if there's a site that I really hate, like the New York Times or, or, Fox. or Fox News, and you give them a green check mark, how dare you? Obviously, you're, you're biased and corrupt. People are going to have to recognize they are not rating the opinions. They are not rating the conclusions of these organizations. They're rating basically their method. Are they accurately citing facts? Do they correct themselves when they make a mistake? Are they transparent about their funding? These are issues about how you conduct journalism, not not the conclusions you come to. So Mother Jones on the left and the National Review on the right could both report similar stories, come to completely different conclusions, but you could read either one of those stories, look up the information, see that it's accurate, and decide for yourself if you know you disagree with one or the other. But they could, but they're both legitimate news outlets. And something else they do as well is is go into considerable depth on the ownership, the financing, the content, the credibility, how these organizations put the news together and how they differ from each other. If you're at all interested in, say, well, I, I often read The Guardian, which is a, a British news site, which is left of center. And I was fascinated by how much information they gave you about not only whether it's left or right, but the culture of The Guardian. Yeah, and I think a lot of people are reacting to NewsGuard say, well, how can you just say either – you know, approved or not, you know, are not approved, green or red. But in fact, 
why isn't there all, why aren't there all kinds of gradations? Well, there are gradations, but they fall more in the realm of commentary. So even one that that is gets the, the you know the green mark when you read as with the Guardian, when you read the background, you learn about it. It might color your perceptions of the degree to which you want to trust it. Even ones that are, fall on the red side. You know, it doesn't mean that nothing they ever publish can't possibly be accurate. It means that they've got a lot of work to do to really come up to the standards of legitimate news uh, 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 journalism organizations. Now, this episode falls in line with some others we've been doing about journalism. We had a really good episode with with David Bornstein of Solutions Journalism Network, which is a group that, that we work with proudly, and then Aaron Pillhofer, who has also spoken about the need for journalists to be open about their sources and how they put together their stories. It is kind of a movement, and I think it's so important because we're fighting against this tendency today to, for people to want to say, if I disagree with it, it's harmful to people. No one should see it. You know, turn off Fox News. You know, throw away the New York Times. It's all fake news. This is not the right approach. The, and I love what he says is he, he doesn't want them to take down stories or hide stories. He wants to give listeners, readers, viewers the tools to assess them on their own. We need more of this sense that just being exposed to an idea on Fox News you don't like or a story in the New York Times you don't like, it's not going to brainwash you. It's not going to hurt you. You can grow up and listen to it, argue with it. Fighting to get this stuff banned or pushed out of the national dialogue is not right. Having the tools to assess it and kind of rate the ones that that you're – you're better off relying on, that makes a lot of sense to me. This is the perfect time to ask anyone who likes what we're doing, or even if you don't like us, to rate us, to review us. No, no, only if you like us. (laughs) Certainly just go to uh, Apple or go to the Google podcast site and and rate and review us and give us those five stars and and, and tell us we're wonderful. And if you have any criticisms, you've got our email address. (laughs) We really do love hearing from people and, um, and love to have our listeners be part of the How Do We Fix It community. There's something important going on in our country right now, and that's the idea that civil conversation and debate about big issues really matters. We're really happy to be part of that. So many people we interview are part of that, and we think our listeners are part of that, too. It's How Do We Fix It. I'm Richard Davies. I'm Jim Meggs. Our producer is Miranda Schaefer. The music is by Lou Stravinsky. We're a production of Davies Content. You can find out more at the website, DaviesContent.com. Thanks for listening. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Traffic jams, tailgating, pileups. Ugh, the joys of driving. How could it get worse? The federal government wants to have a say in what you drive. That's right. The Biden administration's EPA is pushing mandates that would ban two out of every three vehicles on the road today. Don't let Washington become your backseat driver. Protect the freedom of driving your way. Visit energycitizens.org. 
paid for by the American Petroleum Institute.